What's good? What's good? It's your man Drayton Jackson, DraytonJackson.com. Conversation with Dray Podcast right here. You are listening to the Drayton Jackson Conversation with Podcast. And then make sure that you tune into the Drayton Jackson Experience over at YouTube. And man, so many things that's over there. Uh, that we're going to do the conversation with Dre interview sessions. And then I got um, Dre talks, you know, we, I, I got to express, I got to talk about the things that's, that's really on my mind. And then we got the executive director series where me as executive director of a nonprofit and just following what goes on uh, with that. And we're building out so much over there on the YouTube uh, channel that man, it's, it's really good. Has some great uh, conversations and meetings with people that we bring some great things in and great interviews that's getting ready to come. But right now we on the podcast. It is day five. Day five. Shout out to my man ET. It is day five. <laughs> but um, you know, just uh, dealing with empowering gentlemen series and making sure you know seven days of inspiring uh, men to lead exceptional lives. Man, that like this is what. I realized that I needed to do. Um, if many of you follow me during COVID, me and my man, Jesus, shout out to Jesus, New York City, Bronx, what's good? Um, we did a men of color uh, online conference. It was during COVID. And I realized that a lot of my, my people was checking in with me. They were like, yo, D, I'm going through things. I don't understand. And I had kept having these conversations. Then I had a, 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 one of my sisters reach out to me. He's like, yo, I need to talk to my husband, man. Like he bugging the gout and had a conversation with him. And it just what it was is that he just didn't have somebody to talk to that he didn't feel would judge and do everything. So when I, you know, and when we shut down the podcast, I just was like, all right, there's so much that's going on. And I wanted to make sure that I was tapping into the right energy uh, coming back. And I prayed on it and everything that God said was leading to this. And if you go back and listen to the podcast, we were doing some of this work, but I wanted to focus on men. And yes, you know, men of color go through so much. And that was where a lot of everything that I do, my work is in that field. Um, however, there is so much that is going on with just men in general. I, I get so many conversations with different um, uh, nationalities that just come to me and we talk. And I'm happy that I can be that vessel, but I'm happy that people trust enough in me to say, yo, I need like you good. And people don't know, like a lot of times I am good. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I'm in a different space than a lot of other people because I did that work already. Right. But there's a lot of men that are going through things. And that's what this podcast is really about. That's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not changing it until God tells me to change it. But right now, 2024, we are dealing with empowering gentlemen series. And we are dealing with making sure that men at least get the information and get the resources they need. A lot of times, I think people talk to us, but they don't guide us. They don't give us the resources. And I did my research on it and just saw, and a lot of people just, they tell us how to dress. They tell us how to be macho. They tell us how to do that. But then are you giving me the tools to make sure I do that? And that's what I want to do with this podcast going forward from here on. So, but the seven day series of empowering gentlemen is that just giving you some tools that you can go with. And today, oh my goodness, day five, man. So, you know, like yesterday, I don't know how you felt about it, but your mistakes. I told you as a father, I made so many mistakes, right? As a husband, I made so many mistakes. But owning up to those mistakes and not beating yourself down for it is how I was able to just really grow and become a better person. I love it. Like I said, 
L's in hip hop changed it because L's is not losses, but L's is learning. And I love that I learned from my mistakes and it got better. Apologize for my mistakes and got better. And we got to move on from them because we cannot, you know, sit there and we can't go back. You can't change it. Right. So that's what we want to do. But today's conversation is it's, 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 it's real. It's real. And when I say it's real, it's the thing that most men hate. I talk to brothers all the time. I talk to people all the time or uh, men all the time and have these conversations and when I talk about, yo, how you feeling? Oh, my goodness. It goes in a different way. So on day five, expressing your feelings openly. Openly. Not quietly. Openly. It's a sign of strength, not weakness. Your emotions matter, and so do you. You understand what I said to you, right? So for all my men, you know, come in, identify as a man. I don't Come in, right? Expressing your feelings openly. That's what I need you to do. That's what this is about, right? It's a sign of strength, not weakness. Your emotions matter, and so do you, right? Men are emotional. So if you go back, I did a podcast, 2018-19, where I was talking about single fathers, and then I was talking about stay-at-home fathers. I think it was two different podcasts. can't remember. But both of those was frowned upon. And it was just like, when I talked about it, the data had showed there was so many single fathers that's out there um, that it was it was just crazy. Shout out to my man, Jesus, single father, right? And when we talk about that narrative, it is frowned upon and put down. It's not supported as like single mothers are. And I kind of just felt the way about it back then. And I talked about it. Go research the podcast. Go look it up. Go look at um, single fathers. And I think I dealt with uh, stay-at-home dads. And both of those things were like, man, you're a punk. You're staying at home and all of that. But where's that narrative, right? So we kind of talked about that with society and strength and everything and how that that plays on us. So today, I, w- I really wanted to dive in to the feeling. So I'm going to start with this, right? So men, and this is a Harvard Business Review. And I think that this really touched David uh, Meyer, um, somebody that I chime in all the time. He does some great stuff. <laughs> like, y'all don't even, if I told you how much of a nerd I am on reading and stuff, y'all wouldn't even understand. Forget social media, bro. I like read. I read so much, but now I read on my phone, which messed up my eyes from what my eye doctor said. But I really want y'all to understand the spots that I'm giving to you. We're going to have the whole, uh, have the link there for you. These things are what I'm giving to you to help you grow. These are tools. These are places you can go to. Oh, my God. So other people are going through that, right? Because we need that. We need to know we're not the only person going through it. So in the Harvest Business Review by David Meyer, uh, he says this, right? And, and and I really want you to understand what, what, what he's saying. I'm, I'm going to read it or verbatim so this way you can give it, right? Being nicer, giving that many of us want more nice guys at work, we might assume that men would be celebrated for being calm and unassuming. Wrong. Research has found that men who are more communal and agreeable, right? Warm, and when he breaks down agreeable, warming, caring, supportive, empathetic, or sympathetic, may significantly less money than stereotypical masculine men. More agreeable men across multiple industries made an average of 18% less in income and were evaluated as less likely to have management potential than less agreeable men. I 100% Drayton couldn't agree with that. Every job that I've had, I was empathetic to my workers. And I had bosses like, you need to stop being friends with them. 
you need to stop talking about them. Stop worrying about them. Stop doing. And I'll be like, yo, I get all of that. But is my production good? And I will fight back. Like I left companies. I'm being honest with you. You if I if I go through my resume and I tell you the companies I left that were just on some like Drayton, you need to be harder. I don't. <laughs> right. It's not me. That's not my style. That's not my leadership style. Right. I'm a servant leader. And I serve. I don't serve at the behest of just myself. I serve at the behest of the workers that work for me or work under me or that I am working with. And I never treat them other than that. But I always got knocked from other male employees that was there. And then dominant female employees is like, man, you're too soft. And I got that. I understood it. But you ask my workers, I've never gotten a bad review besides those that did not conform to like, hey, I'm trying to go this direction. I get it. I, I was harsh because when I got to be, I'm going to be assertive, but I don't have to be all the time. And I think what he was saying in this is real. And so if I'm getting evaluated by a job, they want me to be harder. Why aren't you whipping them? Why aren't you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? I'm good. They be good. And if you go back and you look at my record, and I can say Aramark as my record, go back to Shea Stadium, go back to uh, when it became uh, City Field, and then go back to UW now. I really, all my, the, anybody that worked, uh, I'll say for me or under me, whatever it is, right? We, we, we were good. After I got rid of those that didn't want to conform to like, hey, I got a better direction. Are you cool? But those that was like, yo, I like it. Let's go. We were good. We were good. We, and when I tell you we were good, I didn't lose anybody. People came back and wanted to come back. And that's a great thing when we talk about that. So when you have men that are like that, it's crazy. So in the Harvard Business Review by David Muir, he says this. This is what men get knocked for. Right. And this is what. So let's go back to what the title is today. Expressing your feelings. Expressing your feelings. So David Muir said this. We get men get knocked for displaying empathy. Right. But empathy is an important part of leadership. But we get knocked for it. So when women do it, he said they're likely to receive credit for it. But when men do it, it is something that men are frowned on. And then they like, oh, oh yeah, no, no, we don't need you to do that. We didn't bring you here for that. And then expressing sadness. If a man expresses sadness, no matter what it is, we get knocked for, oh, my God, she, she passed away. Oh, and a hug and everything like you get frowned upon. And that's real in society. Right. So the other things he said expressing modesty, right? So what happens when men display modesty? Research demonstrates that when men who have more humble in expressing their qualifications were evaluated as less likable, less uh, authentic, uh, uh, yeah, authentic and weaker than modest women. So if I come through and I say that, you know what? I'm humble. I, I, I look at people as they are and, you know, I care about people. Whoa, 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 I'm not bringing you here for that. But that's society, right? It's the reason why they quote unquote said women can never be a president. Women can never be a CEO. Women can never be that. And research has shown many women have been very successful and have taken companies to the, the, the top level. So, but when it comes to us, we're afraid to do that because we get in the, in the room with these masculine men. I'll go back to what I say and I'll stand on it. We can debate. Anybody that want to debate on it, trust me, I do research. I read. I am a scholar in what I know. And the thing that I constantly find is that 
you these alpha males just feel that they always got to be the top dog. Now, let me say this to you. Every lion or every uh, tribe of lions has one king lion, but then there's other lions following. We'll go into that later. But anyway, so uh, modesty. Then he says, being a feminist or, uh, uh, you know, being a feminist is no, oh, I, uh, I love Beyonce. Goddamn right. I love women achieving. I have five daughters, six daughters. I have six daughters for crying out loud. Six daughters. Like, are you kidding me? I got to, like, that's my whole, I want my daughter to succeed. I want this, there's no glass ceiling when it comes to them, right? So when we, when we deal with, like, oh, I support women's rights. I support women's this. I support, the hell are you doing, bro? You, what? <laughs> so understand when we are talking about our emotions and our feelings, how can I not be that? And David's telling you this in this. So the, the key that he ended with, which I like, is can we stop penalizing good behavior for men? Bad behavior, if, if I'm abusive, if I'm not, oh, my God. But when men do good things, we don't get the credit for it. We really don't. We really don't. I get knocked because I am not emotional. And when we start my emotional... I'm passionate. I think we get confused with passion and emotion, right? Had a great conversation with a scholar uh, from University of Oregon. He and I had uh, smoked a cigar together. And he said, he said, the biggest problem that people don't understand, like you go to a football game. He said, my wife, because he was talking about his wife, right? She's an Oregon duck. I think it's ducks, right? A fanatic, right? The, you duck. She's cussing. <laughs> He's like, D, I'm with her. And she's like, that. She cussing out the rest. And people are looking at her like she's crazy. And he said, Dre, you know, I had to really like, because he, he, what we was talking about was my passion for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm getting over it. This is my emotions. Do not put no comments in about the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs one and done. I know. I already got it. So, he was like, your passion for the Dallas Cowboys is like my wife's passion for the Oregon Ducks. And I'm like, oh, I get it. And, but he was talking about that when she does that, people look like she's nuts. But when I do it, I'm looked at as like a fan. So we have these biases and we have this thing in America where we put in people in boxes of what they should and should not be. And that's what happens to men when we talk about feelings. So what I want to do now that, that we went through that, I want to give you some tools that you should do. Everything that I'm giving you, go and look at what I said. I'm trying to give you tools so that you can use those things to help you be comfortable with yourself, right? I told somebody, Alpha Male, he had said some, some stuff about me about getting uh, my nails done. And I was like, bro, I get what you said, man. Real men don't get the nail. I said, so you like dirty nails? I'm just saying. Because a woman see your dirty ass nails, then what? Oh, you do it yourself. Okay, I'm good with that. Are you getting in the cubicles? Are you good? <laughs> so I said, look, I'd rather be pampered. And as soon as I said pampered, oh my God. <laughs> you would have thought that I said I was gay. <laughs> pampered. <laughs> Niggas don't get, men don't get pampered. What the hell? And I was just like, bro, slow down, bro. And I was like, I want to be taken care of. 
I want to be taken care of. So then I asked him a question that messed his head up. I said, you get a massage, don't you? Yeah, because that's what men's supposed to do. So I'm not supposed to. All right, you don't get a facial. Like, facials? What? Got you. I see the bumps. I understand. <laughs> I see the dirty nails that don't have. Because I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I have to feel good for me. So let's go back. Self-care means those things that make me. Because I got to do this work. And I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of hats that I'm wearing. Got a lot of committees. I got a lot of people that depend on me. So when we talk about it, how are you self-caring? And I think most of the alpha males and males, you may agree. Some of you may be angry at me. I got I got a couple of YouTube guys that are really big that didn't already hollered at me. I get it, bro. I'm not mad at you. What I'm saying is that there's levels for everybody. Not everybody's a goddamn uh, beast mode. Not every, I'm being honest with you. Not everybody's Marshawn Lynch. There's different running styles. I, I go back and I look not to get on this, but I go back and I look at Emma Smith and I look at uh, Tony Dorsett. Two different running styles. Great running backs. Two different running styles. But then I look at like Marshawn Lynch. Oh my, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding? Bro. <laughs> like, so understand that this is where I think a lot of the biases have to come. So I want to give you some of these tools. So what, one of the tools is I want you to do this. Check in with yourself. Take a minute each day to check in with yourself emotionally. So I'm going to be transparent. Like I told you that we have to, we have to be that. I told you in the other uh, uh, episode of the podcast that it is good to be honest with ourselves. I cannot. Um, there's some movies that touch me. There's some movies that I just, I lose it. I, I can't, I can't, you know, it, no matter what, it just brings that out of me. Right. And Coco was one of those things. Um, the first time I saw Coco, I went with my son and his boy scout troop and we went to watch it. And I thought I was the only person crying. I looked around the most of the parents were crying and it was like all of us as men really. And I was crying because Coco really touched upon a nerve that I think kind of resonated with me with one, you know, my father leaving. And not only that, not really knowing my family of the past besides my mother's family, but my father's family, I didn't know. And it, it touched on me and I was crying. And I remember my son looking at me, he's like, you're right. And I was like, yeah, it's just. It got to me. And Coco, Coco's, I can't watch Coco. I, I tried to do it again and wind up doing the same thing because there's a lot of emotion in that. But I had to check in with myself after Coco. Am I all right with crying? So, you know, reflect on your feelings and be honest about how you express those feelings. So let's go back. Remember I told you art. Sometimes expression is art. Sometimes expression is writing it down. Whatever it is, even if it's anger, take it out on a something else. Don't take it on another person. I had a, I have a guy that uh, I know, me and him, uh, we talk all the time. Uh, well, not I can say all the time, but every now and then. And when he's trying to control his emotions of anger, he, he's been abused. And he's like, yo, D, yeah. I was like, how many push-ups did you do? <laughs> so I got him doing push-ups. So he's like, ah. So I said, dude, when you're angry, hit the floor, bro. Hit the, I don't care. We, hit the floor unless you're in a fight. Don't do that when you're in a fight. But hit the floor. 
and go until you can't go anymore. And what he started to do in that, and he, like he had thanked me, he said, I do that until I can't do it anymore. And I'm exhausted. And it was the first time that he cried. And he did that during uh, right after COVID had ended. And I and, and I said that because sometimes we just need to get it out. It's not about anything else. It's just letting out that feeling because we don't know how to express it that minute. So check in with yourself. Check in. Go in. Hey, yo, you know what? How do I feel today? Am I angry? Am I mad? Check in. My emotions need to be checked. So then communicate with others. So let's go back. Everything in this series go to trusted people, not people that's going to tear you down, not people that's going to use this against you, but people that's going to say, man, I, I got you. I got you. You Thank you for sharing that with me. You know what? By you saying that, let me tell you about me. Remember I told you, it has to be a two-way street in a lot of time, but express that. Express that and with friends and practice uh, articulating your feelings and fostering a sense of connection and understanding. When I say that, be honest with how you feel. I don't, if somebody like says, what are you talking about? Why you feel that way? Yo, bro, like, come on, man, what you doing, man? All that really touchy, touchy shit. Those are the people that you need to distance. They may be great friends, but distance. And you want to know why? Because they haven't connected with their emotions and their feelings. In all of my experiences in life, I have witnessed that when people have not dealt with their baggage, there's no way in the world that they can deal with your emotions and feelings, especially if you being honest with yourself, because they look at themselves and trying to figure out why am I not there? Like, I, I realize that, you know, I even my daughter has said that you're not really healed. You're not. And I'm like, she doesn't understand all the work that I did to get here that I can be comfortable and be healed, that I went through trauma. So we got to communicate that with people. And I think a lot of times us as men, we don't communicate at all. We keep it hidden. We keep it to ourselves. And I said that before. When you do that, you foster the buildup. Your body is chemical. It's a chemical. It's like it, it, there's things going up and down. There's things stopping you. It's protecting you. But at the same time, it's protecting you. You can hurt yourself. So the other thing that I think that is important is this. I, you know, we're coming out with the series, Write Your Own Bible. Right now, we we are working on books that I want you to write your own Bible. I I already said it in, in, in the first podcast that your Bible, your journey, like we call it a journey. I don't want you to call it a journey. I want you to call it your Bible. Because at the end of the day, I want you to pass this to your son. I want you to pass this to your daughter. Right? I want you. We don't do that. I, I had a great a great conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna say his name. I'm about to say his name, and he said this. He said, "Drayton, when you said that to me two years ago, and he showed me what he got, and he said, man, if anything happens to me, damn, I can pass it to my son.' And it bugged him out. But then his daughter, he he was like, he talking about the son, but he was like, man, I had a conversation with my daughter about something that I went through that she's going through." And it's in the Bible. So the Bible is something that you can follow. Not, it's not taking place of the Bible that God has created and God has given man, but it's your Bible. It's your scriptures. It's your scriptures, right? So that's the part that's going to be great that when you start putting that down and start internalizing your emotions on paper, the things that you may, hey, today, January 3rd, January 17th, whatever it is. I felt like today, I did not want to go into work. 
My Dallas Cowboys lost. They, I don't know why they didn't show up. And I'm trying to figure out what the hell to do. And I'm, whew, wow. Okay. Expressing yourself. <laughs> Expressing yourself. <laughs> Weeks ago, and I'm still dealing with the trauma, right? So, but write that in your Bible because your Bible should be passed down, right? Back in the days in the black community, grandma had the big Bible. It had writings in it. That Bible was passed down. And then, you know, of course, we stopped doing that, right? So I want you to write your own Bible. Write your emotions in because what you're going to do is stop the generational curse of feelings and emotions and hurt. Because now you're going to express in that. So now when your daughter, when your son, and, you know, we're dealing with men, but when your son goes through it, he's going to realize the emotions he's going through is not something, you know, not that granddad didn't go through, that dad didn't go through. So, uh, you know, and then use I statements when you're expressing emotions. I, I'm going to read this. I statements to communicate your feelings without uh, attributing them to others. This promotes personal responsibility and clarity and communication. I had to write that down because... That is so true. I feel this way. I am hurting. I don't like the way that you treated me. I, When you say that, that's real. And if anybody that doesn't want to um, relate, you know, understand that with you, get them out, put them, put them on, the, on the sideline, put them on the sideline, put them, put them on the bench because the real team needs to play. And the real team is going to take care of you. Right. That's important. So, you know, keep that. And then the other thing that I want you to do is this. Be mindful of the moments. Incorporate mindful moments throughout the day. If you've done something that you hug somebody or you said, yo, oh, my God, Jerry, I'm so happy for you. Enjoy that moment. And then remember that you were able to express that. Yo. Kev. I'm so sorry that your mom died, man. And you're crying with Kev and you give Kev an open space to let his emotion go. Those are great things. Those are mindful moments. Those are things that matter to help you grow. Then the other thing is that I want you to understand is this. Seek support. Getting emotional is a draining situation. But then also, it is also something that helps you grow. You can't grow unless you're like that. I have been around people with a lot of goddamn money. They are the most, most emotional people that I've known. And you want to know why? Because they realize that they reached that point where everything doesn't count. This money, this trips, all this doesn't count. And they realize that letting that emotion go of happiness, letting that emotion go of that I've succeeded, letting that emotion go that I got here is more important than everything. And then the key thing that I want you to take away from today's conversation about your feelings is encourage others to create an environment of encouragement. Encourage others to express their feelings. Make a space. If you and your boys is watching a football game and everything and you know that Tony is going through a divorce, be there for Tony after the game. Be there for Tony before the game. Yo, how you feeling, man? We know you're going through it. What's going on? Nah, nah, no, no, no. Don't give me that. You okay. How you feeling? How are you feeling? And check in with your people, man. Check in with your family. Check in with the other men that are around you, your neighbors. Because what you're going to be upset at, which I've went through in my life recently, is 
when that call comes through and your man tells you, got a minute, and then you can say, I'm dealing with the school boy stuff. Yo, I'm going to get right back to you, you know? You, you sure you don't got a quick minute? I just like real quick. I'm going to call you right back. And then you don't. And I'm guilty of that in my everyday life. I'm trying to change that because I never know when somebody's reaching out to me, whether it's their importance or my importance. But the thing that I have to do is show up because people sometimes are reaching out and they need you at that moment, mentally, emotionally. And that's the part that we have to do, especially as men, to be there for our other brothers and to be there for the male community. So that is a part of what is important to do. I'm going to leave. There was something that happened, and I'll talk about another thing. Gillette did a commercial. It's called The Best Men Can Be. Commercial got a lot of controversy. A lot of people did not like it. They hated it. But what I think the commercial did was question these norms that people think that we should be as men that I'm dealing with on the seven days of this and going to be dealing with on the Conversation with Trade podcast right here when you get your podcast. And I want you to understand you do not have to fit into this box. You do not have to be a feminine person because you express your emotions. You do not have to, oh, you're gay because you want to hug somebody. You want to love somebody. Be the person that you are and make sure that you show up for your other male counterparts, other men and young men, older men, whoever it may be. Because at the end of the day, when you go into that box, I don't give a damn how muscular, how masculine you was. Death is coming. And I guarantee you, because I've seen it. When you're on that bed, hopefully you're not on that ground. Like many of my friends that I've seen, you are going to cry and you're going to be the most emotional person because you don't want to go. But it's your time. And what are you going to do now? Because if hopefully your family surrounding you and you're loved and you can express that emotion and say, thank you for being here in my transition. So, it's your man, Drayton Jackson, Conversation with Dre right here on the podcast and at YouTube, the Drayton Jackson Experience. We got so many things that's going on over there. I thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like and share. You got to make sure you like, got to make sure that you press the button, press the button so that you make sure that I am getting you the stuff. Everything on YouTube is getting ready to happen. We are doing so many things behind the scenes. And shout out to Diana, uh, doing a lot of great things. Shout out to my son, Denadre, on the camera stuff that we're setting up. We got so many things that's getting ready to come to you. We are doing the work. And thank you for being here. If you got a male in your life, if you are a male and you know somebody else that needs it, let them come here right here for Conversation with Dre. It is the... The whole part of making sure that men at least get support that they need is the Empowered Gentleman series. And I am going to continue on with empowering men in this society and in our world and our communities. Look, it's your man, Drayton Jackson, conversation with Dre. Conversations with Dre is intended for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in this show 
by its hosts do not represent the views, positions, and opinions of Family Day Foundation, For You Entertainment TV, and its affiliates.